0: Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news.
1: Good afternoon, I'm Family Life News anchor, Sarah Harnish. Every other Wednesday, we come to you with real answers from a biblical worldview. Answers on emotional health, faith, marriage, parenting, personal growth, and pursuing the relationships that matter the most. With me is Christian Counselor Chris Anderson. Hey, Chris. Hey, Sarah. Today's topic is boundaries. And we're in a new year. That means new goals, new strategies to be more like Christ. But the whole relationship thing gets in the way with our kids, our spouse, coworkers, our relationship with ourself. I think it's easier to hit those New Year goals when you know where you end and where somebody else begins, (laughs) when your boundaries game is really strong. Dr. Henry Cloud wrote a great book called Boundaries that I read this past year that's helped me a lot it's helped me with the ability to say no and with people pleasing and some other things as well. So what are boundaries and why are they needed?
0: Well, Sarah, you know, we're talking about the rules that we're putting in place to help protect ourselves and our family from over-involvement in activities. um, And even if those activities themselves are good things, we're also talking about our relationship, our relationship rules, as you mentioned moments ago, you know, how we engage with others and to what extent we engage with others. And of course, that can mean our romantic interest before we get married and then after we get married, you know, to kind of help protect affect our relationships at two different times.
1: What are some areas in our lives that can benefit from healthy boundaries?
0: You know, I really like how you put that there. These are not only just for relationships, but there's other areas as well. The first step, I think, is to take a really honest personal inventory about what areas of your life are overwhelming and the ones that you perceive are demanding too much of you. You know, these can be things such as involvement with your children, you know, children's activities, children's sports. Children don't need to be in every single sport and activity out there. You know, parents who do nothing but cart their kids to practice and games was a very unbalanced and stressed out life. Social media, here's another area Sarah that's huge where people have a few boundaries. And don't call the station and complain on this last one, but over involvement in church activities. Yes, you can be too involved there too.
1: One of the greatest things that I learned this past year is that boundaries are to strengthen our relationships. They're not walls. They're always done out of love. So an example, my 17 year old son was asking to spend time with his girlfriend and he needed a ride. And then after a few times where he gave me no notice, I had to draw a boundary with him that if he didn't give me 48 mm-hmm. hours and send it in writing via text, not just yelling through his doorway, that the answer would always uh-huh. be a no. He's honored it. <laughs> I stuck to it. And we haven't uh-huh. had another argument, Chris. It's been like two months. So I feel like my time was respected. What do boundaries look yeah. like without feeling mean? hmm
0: uh-huh you know, the reality is it's going to look different in the situation. Like you said, keep in mind who you're speaking with. Keep your conversations filled with grace and mercy. Make sure that you are actually using language that's not accusatory. You need to communicate something like to an employer or the coach of one of your kids' teams. Of course, that's going to look a little different than how you're going to communicate to your spouse. In my practice, I like to encourage people to actually write letters. And then I say, hey, send the letter to me first. I'll give you feedback. You know, So in that way you can really understand whether or not what you need to say to folks when you're setting boundaries is coming across the way you want it to. You're only responsible for your approach. You're not responsible for the other party's response. But a poor response on their behalf is fully on them, not on you. Don't take it personally. Keep your language respectful and merciful.
1: Can you talk to me about the difference between a wall and a boundary? How do we set boundaries in a respectful way?
0: Sure. Sometimes, you know, they can be similar and other times not so much. I think that boundaries that are firm, non-negotiable boundaries, these need to be put in place. And these principles are based on time-tested biblical truths that are not really open to personal preference and opinion. At other times, there might be some room for personal preference and opinions as long as it's not violating scriptures. For an example of one that should not be open to personal preference. The issue of pornography in a relationship. I think Scripture pretty clear on fidelity, and Jesus's own words make it clear that just looking is sinful. But another area where maybe there is some room for personal preference might be what your children are permitted to do in terms of sports and school activities, that type of thing. So you just have to understand: there's sometimes they need to be a firm wall, other times maybe a little bit of a movable boundary.
1: I think that we shut down and we avoid conflict instead of just having strong boundaries and seeing them through. Mm-hmm. Why is shutting down yeah. just as dangerous as? arguing with someone.
0: Well, let me distinguish between just shutting down and not working towards some sort of revolution versus just taking a break to gather your thoughts or to plan out your approach out of love and respect and then returning to the discussion. Those are vastly different. Just shutting down will likely lead to bitterness and unresolved issues that will fester and then when given the opportunity, that stuff comes exploding out and causes even worse problems. Or that will also lead to keeping tabs and holding accounts, which the Bible tells us not to do in our relationships. So taking a time out and then agreeing on, when is a good time to return to the discussion, is going to be a far greater benefit to your relationship regardless of who it is with. It could be your spouse, a coworker, a friend, one of your children. Again, this approach will vary depending on that relationship between the parties involved.
1: How do boundaries change the way that you argue?
0: Well, I think it helps prevent going too far. It helps to put some safeguards in place so you don't say things that later you desperately wish you could retract. (laughs) And, you know, in marriages, you know, this is especially true. I think that all married couples, if they're honest, would say there have been times when they said things they wish they could have taken back. But sadly, oftentimes when we say things that we wish we could have taken back, it could be an indication that we really do feel that way or that we've just suppressed things for so long that it just turns into bitterness and then comes exploding out when the conditions are right. So having boundaries or rules for of engagement for conflict discussions will hopefully prevent us build up and be much more meaningful in building up the relationship.
1: What's the outcome of having a strong boundary?
0: Strong boundaries protect relationships at all levels and they make it easier to live balanced lives in a society. That has no idea what balance is. That wants nothing to do with wisdom. And so, having stronger boundaries also fosters respect for you. Even when, let's say, you are the employee and your employer is not abiding by boundaries, and let's say they're not as willing to take this as seriously as you are, you will actually be more respected.
1: Christian counselor Chris Anderson, Real Answers comes to you every other Wednesday. You can hear more of this feature at familylife.org/news podcasts.